The message you're about to hear has been made possible by the continued financial support of the friends and partners of Faith Hill. To find out more about how to become a partner, be sure to visit faithhill.tv. Well, why don't you hold your Bible, lift it up real high, and shout, this is my Bible. I believe what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I am a believer and not a doubter, a doer, not just a hearer. Today, I'll learn from God's Word, and my life will never be the same, because faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Amen. And uh, so we are continuing from, uh, you know, where Pastor C left off. That's about uh, two weeks ago. Wasn't Arthur, you know, powerful last week? I mean, it was powerful. Amen. How many of you enjoyed that? Man, if you, if you are not in the building, uh, be sure to check it out online. It was such a powerful word. Amen. And so uh, the, the, the series uh, that we are currently uh, looking at, I have titled this uh, Settling into Maturity, right? Settling into uh, Maturity. And the reason is because, you know, uh, sometimes, just sometimes, people go through uh, life, they go through the, their Christian uh, walk with the Lord and uh, just refuse to grow up. Just refuse to grow up and just kind of, you know, stay immature. And so we all need to grow up, amen? We all need to mature. Uh, in the Lord. In fact, the Apostle Paul tells us in the book of Galatians uh, that if we don't mature, right, if we don't grow up spiritually, we will be no different from uh, a slave. He said if a child, an heir, uh, is a child, then he is, di- is not different from a slave. And so spiritually, we have to grow up if we are going to take advantage of the things uh, that the Lord uh, has in store for us. In fact, Uh, When we turn the corner and we start looking at Ephesians chapter number 4, it starts talking about maturing into a place where we are no longer tossed to and fro. Uh, He says in that instant, by every wind of doctrine, uh, but I like to interpret it this way. If you are mature, uh, life will beat you around, tossed to and fro. Life will hold you by the ear and drag you all over Johannesburg. (laughs) Can I get an amen? And so you've got to fight to mature. Can I get an amen? Spiritually, you've got to mature in knowing who you are and your identity in the Lord and uh, so that you can develop a solid foundation uh, to stand on. And so the church uh, at Ephesus was one of the largest churches that the Apostle Paul planted. And at this time, it was pastored by uh, Timothy. Timothy was the pastor of this church. He had uh, stopped his traveling ministry so he could... Uh, focus on uh, pastoring and nurturing this church that uh, uh, Paul had planted. And uh, this is why when you read the first uh, letter and the second letter of Timothy, uh, because Timothy was such a young man, you know, coming into pastoring this big church, the Apostle Paul spends a lot of time uh, helping Timothy with leadership because you, you need a whole lot of leadership, not preaching, leadership to lead a group of people into maturity. Amen. And so the Apostle Paul begins to tell him things like, you know, don't despise, don't let anyone despise your youth. 
uh, but lead uh, uh, by being an example in action, in conversation, and in conduct, and in all these different things. And I always tell our leaders here at Faith of Church, I always tell them this, that there is only one way to lead in life, and it's called by example. Only one way to lead. There are not many ways to lead. There's only one way to lead, and it's called by example. There's, that's the only way. You know, God has given us, it is to model it, right? Uh, uh, last week, Arthur was preaching about, you know, his grandson. Uh, they asked him, what you want to be when you grow up? And one of the things he said he wanted to be was to brew beer. And they asked him, they said, where did you get that? He said, because I watched my dad uh, uh, brew beer, and so I want to brew beer. So... Uh, the, the, the dad could have said, holding the little bottle, hey, son, I don't, I don't ever want you close to this thing. But the son is watching him brew beer. So he said, man, I want to be like dad. Forget what he says. We do as he does. When I was young, you know, I used to, uh, my dad was my hero. He still is. And I used to watch him, you know, observe him. And uh, he, he, he was a smoker, you know, until about 10 years ago. We took him to the doctor and bribed the doctor and told him to tell him. He, he was going to die next week. And so he, you know, we gave him a little bit of money. We said, tell that guy if he doesn't snop, stop smoking, he's going to die. So the doctor said, hey, listen, I'm looking at next week. He stopped immediately. <laughs> and so you can't tell me you can't stop with your crazy things that you're doing. You can stop. Can I get an amen? And so, you know, I used to watch him growing up and he used to smoke with his legs crossed out and he would say, Tafara, go get me an ashtray and then I'll go get him an ashtray. I mean, they used to smoke inside the house way back in the day. My eyes are itchy and I'm watching him. I look so cool. We're blowing the air and then, you know, did, do the little ash thing and then he'd say, never, never smoke a cigarette. And so I was looking at him and thinking, man, I can hear your sermon but your life is louder. And I want to be like you. And so guess what? When I got to college, I found out I had independence. The first thing I did was to go find myself a 10-pack. 10-pack cigarette, uh, uh, Everest cigarette. It was like mint, and then I started smoking. I felt like my dad. I was following after his example. Notice, see, because there's only one way to lead, and it's by what? By example, so I was following his example, and uh, I, rem I remember this woman may have been young lady. She may have been sent of the Lord. And she saw me walking in, right? I just hit one puff, and I blew it in the air. And I'm walking, in. you know, in, in high school we're not allowed to smoke in college. Man, I, we have smoke break. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> we're in college, <laughs> and so I'm walking in. I'm feeling good, and uh, this lady said, uh, "Do you smoke?" I said, uh, well, she said, well, let me just let you know, it doesn't suit you. And I was like, man, this young lady, I think she was sent of the Lord. I took the whole 10 pack and I just went and I threw it away and never touched a cigarette ever since that day. I think she was sent of the Lord. But I say this story to say, your children are watching you. They're not watching your words. So Paul says to Timothy, you're going to lead this church at Ephesus by being an, an example. Amen? And so we discovered, building up to uh, our case, that the book of Ephesians is split up into two sections. The first three chapters talk about our positional truth, who you are in your spirit man, who you are in Christ. Amen? And the last three chapters talk about how you apply that or how you can allow your identity to flow into your everyday living. 
He doesn't want you just to be so heavenly focused that you become earthly useless. He wants you to have a balance. Amen? And so he says, yes, you are seated in heavenly places, uh, far above all principalities, uh, but how does this correlate with being a wife, with being a husband? This is why at the, at the curve, at the turn of uh, Ephesians chapter number 3, right there as you go into Ephesians chapter number 4, it, it starts with uh, uh, walk ye in it. The word walk means this is now your lifestyle because of your identity. Amen. And so he tells you, uh, you're seated in heavenly places, far above all principalities, but you've got to learn how to act at work. So he's going to tell you how to be a good employee. He's going to tell you after, you know, all the, uh, the excitement with your identity, he's going to tell you in chapter number 4, 5, and 6 how you can apply that. He's going to tell you how to be a, a good uh, 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 church uh, congregant or church, church member. He's going to tell you how not to act crazy all the time. You are the, after all, you are the, you are the, 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 the seated in heavenly place. So he tells you, he breaks it down for you. Can I get an amen? And so back to exhibit A, Ephesians chapter number three, verse one, the apostle Paul says, for this reason, I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus for you Gentiles. Now, don't let that word prisoner uh, throw you off. The word prisoner just simply means I am in willing submission to Christ Jesus. That's what Paul is saying. It's not the, the prisoners in the context that he is forcing me to do something that I do not want. Want. Just something to highlight uh, so that you know when you pray your arrest me Lord prayers. <laughs> Amen. That the Lord is not going to arrest you. He's going to compel you uh, with compassion and you get to choose his way. That's why scripture says there is a way. Walk ye in it. You can choose not to walk ye in it. Yeah. Amen. And so he says, I, the prisoner of Christ Jesus, for you Gentiles, if indeed you have heard of the dispensation of grace, of the grace of God, which was given to me for you. Now he's talking about the time that he spent in the desert of Arabia, you know, Paul, after that, uh, the, 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 his journey, right, his uh, miraculous uh, 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 you know, conversion and coming into the Lord to serve Jesus Christ. He went to Arabia to be discipled and he received several downloads in there. And one of that is the dispensation or, 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 of the grace of God which was given to him in the desert uh, for us, for the benefit of us. And he says this, how that by revelation he made known to me the mystery as I have briefly uh, written already by which when you read you may understand the knowledge in the mystery of Christ. I like this because the apostle Paul says this revelation was given to me for you. And then he turned around and he says uh, so that when you receive this revelation uh, uh, that he made known to me uh, you may understand the knowledge verse 4 uh, in the mystery of Christ. Notice the revelation is not so you look good. The revelation is never for you. You know, I, I, I travel all over the world and I get to interact with a lot of people. A lot of people. It's amazing how many people are trying to impress you with their revelation so you can look at them. No, the revelation is so that you may have the knowledge of Christ. If it's true Bible revelation, it points people to Jesus. And I tell my leaders, quite frankly, I tell them, I say, I tell, I tell them like this, I say, never point people to yourself. And, and the reason I do is because I tell them, you can't help them. And some of them say, no, I can. 
And so they, they point people to themselves. I'm saying, man, point them to Jesus. They point people to themselves, point people to themselves, until those people start to realize you don't have enough budget to help them. You don't have enough power to fix all their problems. And guess what? They get offended at you. And so Paul is pointing people to Christ through this revelation. He says in verse 5, Which in other ages was not made known to the sons of men, as it has been revealed by the Spirit to his holy apostles and prophets. What is that revelation? Verse 6, That the Gentiles should be fellow heirs of the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ through the gospel. That you and I could now become a part of the family. And uh, Pastor C did a stellar job, you know, two weeks ago, talking about how we become, you know, citizens of, of this family. And he says, which I became a minister according to the gift of the grace of God given to me by the effective working of his power. And so the Apostle Paul talks about two big words here. Uh, three, uh, actually. The first one in verse 2 is the dispensation of the grace of God. And the second one is in verse 5, in other ages. He uses the word ages. And those two words uh, mean the same thing. It means the time period uh, uh, or the governing period, principle of that time period. In other words, how people related to God during that time. Amen? I said amen. And he talks about the mystery that was hidden in God and has now been uh, revealed to us. And so when we talk about dispensations, you and I live in a special time called the dispensation of grace. It is also known as the church age. And uh, the Apostle Paul says that it was a mystery, you know, uh, hidden in God. Building up to that mystery, you know, this whole thing started in the garden with what, what is known as the dispensation of innocence, right? With Adam and Eve in the garden. And I'm really rushing through this. You can go online and check out our understanding, the end times teaching, and I go into detail with all of this. Uh, the second dispensation we saw was the dispensation of conscience, where every man, you know, uh, was governed by their own conscience. There was no, you know, uh, standard of, of, of living life. It was each man uh, through his own conscience gets to determine what's right and what's wrong. And this is a time that uh, uh, Cain and Abel uh, lived in. This is why the punishment for Cain and Abel, for Cain when he killed Abel, was not as severe as the punishment we see in the dispensation of the law later on for gathering sticks. Someone murdered uh, in the dispensation of the conscience and they didn't get a severe punishment. And then in the, in, uh, in, uh, uh, the fourth dispensation, the dispensation of the law, uh, they, they, they gathered sticks and they died, you know, to make a meal uh, on Sabbath. And the third dispensation we see is that of human government. Right? With the Tower of Babel, you know, they tried to kick God out of their lives, and we know how that story ended, you know. The fourth is called the dispensation of promise, you know, where God gave uh, the promise to Abraham, and he said, as numerous as the stars are and the sand uh, under your feet, uh, so shall be your seed. And the fifth dispensation we see after that is the dispensation of the law, where God gave the law, you know, the Ten Commandments uh, to, to Moses. And you and I live in the sixth dispensation called the dispensation of grace or the church age. Right? And after that, it's going to be the millennial reign of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Now, the Apostle Paul 
is saying, I'm called to reveal this dispensation. It's a powerful dispensation that we see new creation uh, uh, beings, right? Uh, that we see people being filled with the Holy Spirit, that we see uh, people that pray in other tongues, that we see people with gifts of the Holy Spirit uh, that they can function in and so on and so forth. Amen? And if you go to verse 9 uh, of the same chapter, chapter number 3 of Ephesians, uh, in the NLT, this is what it says. Uh, verse 9 in the NLT, if you will, in the New Living Translation. And the Apostle Paul says of this dispensation, he says, I was chosen to explain to everyone this mysterious plan that God, the creator of all things, had kept secret from the beginning. Full stop. Let's stop right there. What is he talking about? He is saying this dispensation of the church was kept a secret from the beginning of time. No one knew it. It wasn't even prophesied. God kept it as a secret, and it was such a secret that even the people in Israel that understood these dispensations and, and turning of times, uh, when they saw Jesus ride uh, on, a, on a donkey coming into Jerusalem, right? They thought that Jesus had come to usher in the millennial reign. They thought, bam, it's time. We have a new government official. The Presidente has come to take over this thing from uh, uh, the Roman people. And so, when he came, he was riding on a donkey, right? Which means he did not mean war. And so they started uh, 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 shouting, Osana, Osana, because in their minds, they thought he's getting ready to have a coup d'etat and take over government, because they understood that when the child is born and, uh, and, and the son is given, then the government shall rest on his shoulder. Must rest on his shoulder. And so they were expecting uh, to see him come as the lion of the tribe of Judah. And Jesus came as the lamp of God that taketh away the sin of the world and usher in a new dispensation called the dispensation of grace. And so the next day when they got home and they found out he hadn't taken power, political power, they were disappointed. And the same people who were saying, Hosanna, turned on him and they said, crucify him. Because it was a great disappointment. Now, we live in a time called the dispensation of grace. Jesus, they expected him to come as the lion. He came as the lamb. Now, we have a lot of uh, woke people that, is, that are expecting him to come back as a lamb, but this time around, he's coming as a lion. He ain't coming to play. This time around, he, he's not coming to play. In fact, if you read in the book of Revelations, he says he's not coming on a donkey this time. He's coming on a horse, a white one, with the sword of war proceeding out of his mouth, a flaming sword, coming to do some stuff. Amen. Uh, amen. To judge the nations. Yeah. Can I get an amen? amen? And so, this secret was, this plan was kept a secret in God. And if you go to the Old Testament, you know, uh, prophecies, you see they completely skip that period. And it's a, the longest dispensation uh, of all. It's a special dispensation in God because now he's bringing people uh, into his family and people can relate with him in a different way. And if you read in Isaiah 9 verse 6, he says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. So that it comes uh, straight from the dispensation of the law into the millennial reign, completely ignores that he is not coming to take government, he is coming to usher in a new dispensation. Amen. And if you go to Isaiah 61, you know, it says the Spirit of the Lord 
uh, is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim the good news. He's talking about Jesus. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives, and to release from darkness uh, the prisoners, and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And, someone say, and? Yes. And the day of vengeance of our God. And to comfort all who mourn. Now, Jesus calls the same thing. In Luke 4.18, and he says this, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, set at liberty uh, them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable of the uh, uh, year of the Lord, full stop. He doesn't, he doesn't read the rest of it. Why? Because he's talking about the first part. That ushers in uh, the dispensation of grace. The day of vengeance is going to come in the millennial reign as he ushers us into the millennial reign. And so this is why Jesus reads and he stops midway. Because it's not the whole thing. There's different time periods uh, between uh, verses and so on and so forth. Amen? I said amen. amen. And so Jesus came to usher in. Uh, uh, this dispensation that you and I live in, and if we go back to verse 9 of uh, Ephesians chapter number 3, you're going to see something interesting about this uh, dispensation uh, in the NLT, if you will. Uh, verse 9 in the NLT. It says, I was chosen to explain to everyone this mysterious plan. It's not mysterious anymore because he has revealed it. Uh, that God, the creator of all things, had kept secret from the beginning. What is that thing? Verse 10. God's purpose in all of this was to use the word. I didn't hear that. The word? And it's the first time, it's the second of the first, right? We hear this word, the church, in, the, in, the, in this context. He's talking about this dispensation of, of that Jesus, you know, talked about briefly when he talked to his disciples. He says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail. And it's the first time they had ever heard uh, uh, this word, church which in the Greek is ecclesia, and Jesus is actually borrowing from the political system to name us. He didn't call us uh, a synagogue. He called us the church, the ecclesia, because he's talking about the power that he has bestowed upon the church. When two of us uh, come together and we touch on agree and agree on stuff, what does the Bible say? It will be done by his Father which is in heaven. That is the church. The church is so powerful, it controls the atmosphere and, uh, and the, really the temperature in the earth. That's how powerful the church is. The church is like the moon, right, that regulates the tides of the oceans. You know, when the oceans come, uh, if you go to Durban, you know, you're going to be in Durban. Watch, watch that thing. When the oceans come, there's a line that, that, that God drew, and it's regulated by the moon, and the oceans cannot cross that line. And the reason why evil is not completely taking over our communities uh, is because there is this thing called the church, the moon. It's regulating because when you and I come together and we worship God and we touch and agree on stuff and we bind and loose stuff, we push back on what evil uh, the enemy is releasing on the earth. But there's coming a day where God will shoo, rapture us, get us out of here. There won't be any moon to regulate the tides of evil. And he says of that time, evil will completely take over. The Bible talks about it and it calls it uh, the seven years of tribulation. Yeah. 
And during that time, he says, you better pray that it doesn't happen in winter. Go and read it. He says, you better pray it doesn't happen in winter. He says, you better pray it doesn't happen while you're pregnant. If you, get stay, if you stay behind, none of you, but the people that stay behind. He says, because what's going to happen is uh, two women are going to be at the grinder uh, grinding a millimill, right? He says one will be taken and the other one will be left behind. Translated into 2023, two women will be sitting on their computers. Working. And one will be... What happened? She was here just now. Oh, translated into 2023, four people will be driving in a car. And the other one will be jumping onto the driver's seat to hit the brakes. Amen. I said amen. amen. And so the church, the church, I mean the ecclesia, you know, I've talked to people that say, you know, uh, I'm the church, so I do my thing. I'll do my own thing. No, 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 no. No, no, no. The reason why God has given us uh, the church, a place like this, where we can get together, is, is so that we can practice uh, faithfulness for what's coming. Because when you see a lot of people think that this is going to end here and that's it. No, when Jesus comes and ushers the millennial reign, this is why, you know, those boys, uh, uh, one of the disciples, they said, man, Lord, come on, promise us something. Who's going to sit at your right hand? It was uh, their mother actually went and said, Jesus, come on, tell us something. I got two sons. One thing I want is that when you usher in the millennial reign, you know, one of them sit on your right hand. It's one of them because I want them to be, you know, ministers. I want them to be ministers with you. And, and he tells us in, in chapter number 19 of the book of Luke, how you attain a position in that, in that millennial reign. He says he gave talents. He gave uh, pounds, 10 pounds. Each person got a, a pound, one pound, and others were able to multiply it to 10 pounds. In other words, they practiced their faithfulness uh, to that level. And he says when he came back, he said, now you are faithful. Here's five cities for you to run. So what you do today counts. And so if you're getting tripped up by a tithe, you, you may have to work for me when, we go, when I get my five cities. Because I'm going to be looking for people to employ. <laughs> go and read it in Luke 19. He says, man, the other one multiplied to 10, 10 pounds. He got 10 cities. The other one multiplied five, uh, five cities. The other one didn't do anything faithful in that time. And guess what? In the afterlife, he was just, uh, you, he made it. But he was just hanging out. Why we is running things. And so what you do today matters. That's why the Bible says uh, when we make it, right, all your works will be tested to see if it's wood, rubble, or hay. It's going to be burnt to see what kind of work it was. And what is he looking for? He's looking for faithfulness. See, because in that, in that system of government uh, for the uh, 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 1,000 years, in that system of government, there's no corruption. So he's looking for people who can actually do the work. Because Jesus is the president. Oh, it's getting quiet. It's getting quiet up in this. <laughs> and, so, and so, he says your work will be tested, right? To see if it's wood rebel. And he says if, 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 if your works burn up, great will be your loss. Go and read it in Corinthians. He says, but if your work is gold, uh, stone and silver, it will remain. And you will get more responsibility. God might just give you Pluto to say fix Pluto. And I'm telling you, let me tell you something else. The people who are going to be running things may not be people that were prominent 
and visible in this life. Because he's not looking for the prominent and visible. He's looking for the well done, good and what? Faithful servant. There's going to be some Christians that you never heard of running Jupiter. Because you're looking for Papa to be, you see. <laughs> you thought, there ain't no Papa up there. Only faithfulness. Can I get an amen up in here? Hey, Papa may have to work for, for Brother Sledge. <laughs> if he wasn't faithful. So, so every day is an opportunity for you to practice faithfulness. Aren't your neighbor and say it's all practice. And every single one of us get a uh, uh, hundred years for some, some eighty years. All of us are gonna get at least eighty some years to practice. Practice what? Faithfulness, so that we can run this thing for one thousand years. Now, if you struggled with fifty years, <laughs> Jesus is looking for lifetime ministers for at least a thousand. Can I get an amen? And so, man, I'm telling you, uh, 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 this, this right here is powerful. He says in verse 10, God's purpose in all of this was to use the church. And so church is good ground. Man, you want to see an immature Christian? I don't go to church. I stay at home. I just watch on TV. You know why? Because you don't want to relate to people. You don't want to relate. We call them sandpaper people. I mean, the church of God is just like your family. You know that cousin of yours? We also have one here. <laughs> you know, like that uncle of yours, we also have one. And God is training us. Because in that millennial reign, there's something else. In that millennial reign, there's going to be people like us who are given immortal bodies, but there's also going to be children born in the millennial reign. And some of them will gang up against God and against Jesus' leadership in a perfect environment and choose to serve the devil. The only difference is you and I will be telling them about some of the stuff we did uh, here on the earth. They're going to be coming to your house and, and, and say, hey, did you, live, did you really live through the church age? Say, yeah, I did. They say, did you really have the Holy Ghost living on the inside of you? Yeah, I did. Uh, did you really have the gifts of the Spirit at your disposal? Yeah, I did. Tell us, what did you do with it? For a thousand years. They want at least a thousand years stories of you using the power of God here on the earth. And some of you, man, I, you know, we, 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 we went to a bride. <laughs> and then, you know, we had chakalaka. They said, come on, man. Are you saying... Greater one really lived on the inside of Because that's a different, it's a special dispensation. You know, in the Old Testament, God would visit and leave them. You and I, he abides on the inside of us. Greater is he that is in us than he is in the world. Did you really live in that time? Yeah, I did. What did you do with the power at your disposal? Nah, you know, we were just hanging out and, you know, I went to work. You got to use the power. Amen. Amen. <laughs> it says in verse 11, this was his eternal plan, which he carried out through Christ Jesus, our Lord, because Christ was and uh, our faith in him, we can now boldly, confidently uh, come into the presence of God. Now go to verse 20. Go to verse 20. Let me read it in the New King James, if you will. Verse 20. 
Uh, this is the Apostle Paul. He's wrapping up, right? He's wrapping up, uh, you know, uh, uh, the, the story and is, you know, uh, 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 really exhorting the church at Ephesus before he goes into chapter 4, how to apply this. And uh, if you read in verse 19, let's read verse 19. It talks about the love of God. Uh, he says uh, in his prayer, so that we may know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, so that we may be fulfilled with all the fullness of God, right? Verse 20. Now unto him, the Apostle Paul is now trying to show us the power of God available at our disposal. Remember, when we come into the millennial reign, people are going to be asking us, how much power did he give you? Remember in chapter number 1 of Ephesians, he said the same power that raised who? Jesus from the dead. Where does it live? In you. And he's repeating something else here when it comes to really applying that power. He says, now unto him, capital letter H is talking about God. Now unto him was able. Now that would have been enough for me. Just to know that God is able. Did you hear what I said? God's able. I said, God. We, were, we went to this church. But, but, uh, not God. God, right? God. You know. We went to this church and, uh, and, uh, and it was a real experience, right? It, it's in, it was, uh, the church was in Denver, but the brother had come from the south. So he was a you know, southern a brother and the southern brother, they, they preach with you. When you preach, they're preaching. They're giving. And they don't preach amen, you know, just amen, you know, that's right. No, they preach full-on sentences. So we're sitting in church. We're at the front row. We're right at the front row. Uh, 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 and the pastor is right there with us. And someone got up to, to take the offering, and he's preaching, right? And we hear from the third row, uh, uh, right on, brother. I mean, he's giving full sentences. Right on, brother. Say that again. They ain't listening. Man. <laughs> Man, my wife started, she started squeezing my leg. She's about to burst out laughing because this caught us by surprise. She's squeezing my leg. I'm biting my lip. Because he's going in. Pastor, say that again. They ain't listen. It's, it's the right crowd today. They want to hear. This is. The <laughs> you know, and so, so God is able. Hallelujah. He said it's in the book. He said that's in the book. He said it's in the book. Now, 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 now watch this now. Look up. Look up. I want you to see something. The Apostle Paul is trying to explain the power of God, right? He's trying to explain the power of God. And he says God is able. Now, that would have been enough. But he starts to meditate on it, think about it. And he starts to add these superlatives, these adjectives, to try and capture the full description of what the power of God is like. And he starts adding one word that he's writing in prison. And I, I can see the Apostle Paul is like, man, let me, let, me, let me add one more word. Maybe we can get the picture. And so he says, now unto him was able. And he thought about it. He says, that's, that's, that's not enough. Uh, let me add one more word. Now unto him was able uh, uh, to do. See, God is able to do. Amen. How many of you know that God can do it? And he thought, man, that's, 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 that's not enough. Now unto him who's able to do exceedingly. And now, now we're getting there. We're getting there. We're getting there. But still it doesn't capture the full you know, uh, picture of what he's trying to say. And so he adds another one. Now unto him who's able to do uh, exceeding uh, abundantly. Now... Nah, he doesn't really capture it. Now unto him who's able to do exceedingly, abundantly. What's the next word? Above. Above. I mean, you'd have th thought, okay, we, this is it. This is it. I'm good. He adds another word. Now unto him who's able to do exceedingly, abundantly. What's the next word? Above. What's the next word? Oh. Not some. 
Or you can never what? Ask. So if you can ask it, that's the floor. It's not the ceiling. Amen. He said, according to the power that is at work in us. Can you give it to me in the in the uh, amplified in the amplified class? We're gonna we're gonna wrap it up here. And uh, you know we did this in the first service, and I almost messed it up. So I'm gonna get Pastor C to come on up and, and just share the testimony. Last Sunday we had our global church uh, family service, and Pastor C was preaching. It's the first time I heard the the, the full context of this sermon of this uh, testimony. I, I beg your pardon and. Uh, and, and, and really, I was encouraged. And she, she re uh, it again on, uh, on Wednesday when she was doing a broadcast with Karen Conrad, uh, Metcalf. And, 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 and it was around this, right? In 2022, uh, God gave you a theme for Designer Life 2022. And it was based off of uh, Ephesians 3, verse 20. And the theme was uh, dare, to, dare to believe. And so... What was that about? And, 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 Amen. And, uh, Amen. Do, you, do you mind if we read the scripture? Yeah, we can read okay. it. Um, so Apostle Paul is saying, Now to him who by in consequence of the action of his power that is at work within us is able to carry out his purpose Amen. and do super abundantly, far over and above oh. all that we dare ask or think. And it says infinitely beyond our highest prayers desires thoughts hopes or dreams Amen. and so you know the lord actually gave us um me specifically the theme for designer life 2022 in 2021 as it, as he always does right so every year um we pray for a theme we begin to really pray into what god wants to do in and through our lives um for the year that is to come right so so, so it's not just a theme it's what god wants to do through you know, the, the, the group of people that are in the Amen, powerful. amen. What we've come to understand and really believe is that through this theme, if we just actually just take it seriously, and if we just grab a hold of what the Lord is really saying to us, you know, we can begin to be ushered into the next season of our lives. We can begin to be ushered into a new season um, of our lives that is a season of increase, a season of growth, right? Hallelujah. And so the season I believe that the Lord wanted to usher us into was based on, on the theme, right? Mm -hmm. And in particular, you know, when the Lord gave me the scripture, you know, he, he, he really zoned in, uh, in, at least to me, the word dare. And I, and I went and looked up what that word dare means. And it means, the word dare means to have the courage to do something. Hmm. And so the Lord began to speak to me in the scripture and said, you know, to say to me that, you know, he wants us to have the courage, you know, to ask him for something. He wants us uh, to, to have the courage uh, to believe him for something. Because the bottom line is, it takes courage, you know, to, to believe or to pray these high prayers. It's going to take courage for us to dream. You know, the message translation says, you know, he does beyond our wildest dreams. It's going to take courage for us to, to really begin to dream these over-the-top dreams that the Lord has for us. So, and so in, in 2021, pretty much at the end of the year, pretty much around the same time as this, you know, the Lord began to challenge me. And he began to ask me, what do you have the courage to ask me for? That's right. You know, he began to challenge so, me. So, so, uh -huh. so the Lord basically is saying this theme is, is for everybody corporately. Mm. 
but also for you personally. Amen. So he's saying, what will you believe me? Amen. You, you can't, see, you can't just have a theme, dare to believe, you know, for others. Yeah. And, and, and it's not, <laughs> it always starts with you, right? Yeah. And so the Lord is challenging you, Amen. what will you believe? Amen. He said, he said to me, what will, you, what will you have the courage to believe me for? Right? And, uh, <clears throat> and you know, I, I, I really remember that stage, man, I, you know, I, Lord, you know, wh what, do you, what, what do you want from me, right? Yeah. Um, and, 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 and I think, you know, what the Lord was trying to really challenge me to do was he was actually trying to challenge me essentially to get out of my comfort zone in believing him. He's trying to challenge me to get out of my comfort zone and praying. I mean, the Bible here says high prayers, right? If they're high prayers, they're low prayers, right? right. He's trying to get me out of the comfort zone of praying these low prayers. Where I'm like, Lord, you know what? For 2022, I just want this. But you know what? If it doesn't happen, I'm going to be all right, okay? Yeah. And this is where the Lord wanted me to go, right? And so I took that challenge, you know? And I dared to believe God for something that was really big, right? I, I, it was actually totally ridiculous, but it was something that, you know, was the desire of my heart. And so, you know, I wrote it down first before I could even speak it out, right? Yeah. I wrote down what I was daring to believe God for in 2022. And you know what? I spoke it out loud. And I said, Lord, I'm daring to believe you for promotion to director. Okay? Amen. And this is how things, this is how it should be for you, right? Whenever you're daring to believe God, whatever you're asking God, write it down. Write it down. Put the vision in front of you. See it every day and speak it over your lives. Amen. And so you know why this was so big for me? Okay, because in, in, in banking, the norm is you have to have a certain amount of experience, a certain level of experience in order to get promoted. Now, I've got over 17 years of uh, financial services experience. But in 2021, where I'm writing what I'm daring to believe the Lord for, I only had three years of experience in, right. in coverage banking particularly. And I remember three years ago when I started this position, I asked HR, I said, man, how, what do I need to do to get promoted? <laughs> and she kind of said to me, you know, just forget about it. Because yeah. it's going to take a certain level or a certain time uh, of you to so, get experience. So. So you say uh, in the first service, mm. she said it's going to take uh, 10 yeah, years. Yeah, she said it's going to take 10 so, years. So, so you know, you're looking at something that in the natural is impossible because you're sitting in 2022 with, 2021. Uh, 2021 with three years of experience. Yeah. And they are saying it's, it, it should be 10 years yeah. of experience. Yeah, they are. So basically, it's an impossible situation. It's an impossible situation. So it's that? an impossible situation, right? But you know what she said to me, and I hung on to this. Um, she said to me, look, of course, there are always exceptions to the rules, right? And there is this really rare, uh, low probability exception, right, of someone fast-tracking this process, right? Yeah. And the only way they can really fast-track this process is if they land a big deal, a big client, or big ticket item, right? right. And I had only started three years in the bank, so I, you know, kind of parked that, right? And so um, fast-forward, right? 2022 arrived. January came, it went. February came, it went. You get the picture, right? May came, it went. June arrived. And, and, and the most miraculous thing happened, right? Uh, that I truly believe the Lord was positioning me for. In June, the biggest tender that the banking sector in Africa had ever seen commercially was issued. I mean, this thing was so big, right? That we were reliably told that about 33 banks um, responded uh, to this deal. And, and this is not, we're not talking about just banks in South Africa. We're not even talking about just pan-African banks. We're talking about big, 
global banks, yeah. right? Banks that have balance sheets that were 10, 20 times bigger, you know, than the, than the bank that I was in. Yeah. I mean, they were, th these banks were so in it to win it, right? That not only did they respond, but they also put their best people on this thing, you know? Right. There's some, some of these, uh, some, uh, what, you know, the, one of the banks um, had a person who was leading, you know, this deal who had more years of experience than I had years of life. And so I was just facing a real, I mean, this was a real impossible situation. I remember when I responded to this transaction on the behalf of my bank, right? I was the lead banker with my three years of experience. Come on, I was a real little Amen. David there, right? For someone who may be out there thinking, you know, I'm, I'm going to dare to believe uh, God. And, and while you're daring to believe God, uh, God is going to give you a big problem to solve. Mm. Amen? Amen? Your only way to promotion is solving a problem. Amen. And I was saying in the first service that David needed a Goliath for him to become David. Amen. Now, if Goliath was a little midget, no one would have cared about David. No one. At all. Can I get an amen? amen. And so Goli uh, God is going to bring a Goliath your way, not to take you out, but for you to get visibility amen. by slaying the giant. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And so, man, I'm, I'm, I'm prophesying problems. For you to solve. I'm prophesying problems. Amen. And the capacity to solve them. Amen. Can I get an amen? Amen. Amen. you already have it. Amen and amen. And I actually want to add that because what we see on, from that whole story of David and Goliath is that David's greatest promotion, in fact, God's greatest promotion in David's life came from him simply having the courage to, to do what no one else wanted to do, yeah. right? Simply having the courage you know, to just dare to get into the face of this big problem, yeah. to dare to just go for something that you know, people were scared to do. And so, um, you know, we responded to this thing and, you know, uh, you know, in the natural, it just looked like I was absolutely wasting my time, yeah. you know. It looked like a, a, a real uh, a feat of impossibility. Yeah, I remember I mean, during that time, uh, because, you know, my, my David, David had to uh, face his brothers. You yeah. know, David's brothers told him, man, come on, man, go back and tender the ship. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I called... We, we were home for Christmas, right? So we always, when we go home, we go spend time with my family. Then we go uh, spend time with my uh, in-laws. We usually go, uh, we, we put a cap on it, you know, three days max, because we know that past three days is going to be drama. So we put a... We know that we, the grace we, will yeah, have lifted the, the after grace, three days. The grace, the grace to remain after, after would have lifted days. after Some three days. Some of you days. don't know that, so you, <laughs> you promised 10 days and, you know, we... we <laughs> After a you, long you, time, grace you, is gone. You come back in January praying prayers of release, forgiveness, and, you know. Amen. Listen, the grace lifts on three days. It lifts. Totally when you're staying lifts. in someone else's house, for some two days, amen? So we always, we always put a cap. So, so I was with my father-in-law, and we knew she was excited about this thing. And so I told my father-in-law, I said, man, we need to, we need to talk to this girl, and uh, she's going to be heartbroken. And so... My father-in-law and I, we, you know, we're sitting at breakfast and we said, hey, listen, uh, about that deal, we think you may need to partner with, you know, some of the big guys in the, in the industry because going in alone is, you, you know, your balance sheet is going, you're going to be disqualified. And so we did a, 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 as good of a job as we could, giving advice. 
And uh, she said, uh, you guys are crazy, and she walked away. And so we were like, okay, at least we tried. You know? so <laughs> David, there's always got to be David's brothers. Amen. In every David story, so we were the brothers. <laughs> Amen. But it was it was too late for me, you know, because I had the one word from God. And you know, God had said to me, if I would just ask Him, if I would just dare to believe Him and keep on believing Him, Come if on. I was to just be steadfast in my believing, He specifically said this. He said, "All things are possible, things are possible. to him who believes." Amen. Amen. And so you know what I said? Okay, thank you, honey, but no, thank you. <laughs> and um. And, 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 and I, we, just, we just worked on that proposal, you know, with the little team that I had, with the resources, the little budget, the little support that we had. We did the very best that we could. And I just specifically remember it was August. We were about to submit our proposal. Those days, it was kind of coming out of COVID, so you could submit everything online, okay? All your proposal, your documents, everything. And as I'm about to, you know, send off this email, again, I felt the Holy Spirit ask me the same question. And he said, well, what do you have the courage to believe me for. Thank and I you. thought, come on. Lord, I am already so out of my comfort zone here. I am already probably the laughing stock of the whole bank. I am feeling very foolish right now, you know. What more do you want from me? Yeah. <laughs> and the Holy Spirit said, what do you have the courage? Yeah. Come on, what do you have the courage to dare to believe me for? So I remember thinking, you know, what do I have to lose? I'm already so way out of my comfort zone. And I just remember putting my hand over that email. And I said, Lord, okay, let's do this, okay? I'm, I'm daring to believe you for us to win business, not just in one African country um, that we're going to make submission for, mm. not even in two. Lord, I'm daring to believe you not even in three African countries. Come on. But I'm daring to believe you for us to win business in all eight African countries. Wow. That we're going to make submission for. Hallelujah. And you know, I just wish, I wish, you know, I could say I sent that email and it the will happen. Day. The next day, next day, you know, um, it, you know, everything just worked out. No, in fact, actually that same day, it took me about 30 minutes to actually send that email because I was that scared. Right? Yeah. I was that um, out of my comfort zone. Now I was really like stretching myself. Right? But 30 minutes after that, I, I sent the email. Right? Come I on. sent that email. And, and you know, you know, you know when, you, when you step out in faith, you know, you, you're not the only one who's scared. It's you know, you've scary. got an enemy who doesn't want you, you know, to, 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 he's very scared, he's scared. right? You no, know, he's very scared. And, and, and what he began to just, you know, sort of throw at me was he began to throw at me just a discouragement, just more and more voices opposing me internally, you know, more and more voices just everywhere. But, 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 but church, I just want to encourage you, you know, you know, we need to hold fast the confession of our faith. Amen. You know, if you've heard a word from God, you need to hold on to that word as if your very life depends on Hallelujah. it. Because for many of us, our very lives will depend on that one word of God that we hear. Amen. And so I just decided I'm just going to hold fast to my confession of faith. I'm just going to continue to believe and dare to believe God. Amen. Amen. And so um, as, I, as I walk by faith and not by sight, it's supernatural, that's a lifestyle, right? Yeah. Because all it means is, you know, you, you, you're going to face opposition, right? Yeah. And many times what will happen is your own feelings, your own emotions, your own insecurity, doubt will start screaming at you to ditch that word. 
You know, your emotions will actually start screaming very loud at you to give up on that word from yeah. God. Yeah. But we need to walk by faith and wow. not by sight. Right. In other words, we need to walk by faith and not by feelings. Amen. And so as I just made that quality decision to I'm going to walk by faith, right? Supernaturally, the Lord made a way for me. Where in the natural, they should not have been away. Yeah. And so, so, so my so testimony is simply from 33 banks, um, they shortlisted 15 banks. Yeah. And, and, and our bank was one of them. Yeah. Of the 15 banks, and now they faith, shortlisted. Now I'm like, come on, come on. <laughs> now everyone's paying attention. All them haters are like, okay, we want to get involved. You know, how do we get on it? How do we get our name on it? Praise the Lord. But, but, you know? but yes, yes, the deal is that w w once you start, you know, start to see light on that door you know uh uh man i'm telling you just just hold on and and stay on that lane and uh, look for something in there that's gonna encourage you because what she said is hey i'm gonna praise the lord for making it to 15. yeah she didn't say oh amen. it's only 15. yeah i'm gonna praise the lord for this one win amen yeah. Yeah. and so as you get these small wins Man, you praise the Lord every single amen. way. Amen. Can I get an amen? Amen. You I'm praise sorry. the Lord. And as we just said, thank you, Lord, that we made it to 15. You know what? They shortlisted again. And they shortlisted only three. And we were one of them. And now and, it's and, 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 and I mean, now it's like, hey, now it's very serious. They're like asking for all the top guns, etc. cetera. No, it was very serious. And But to cut a long story short, this, this is my testimony. You know, we won business, Come church. On. Not only in one African country Hallelujah. that we made in submission, not even for two. Not even for three. We won business for all eight countries that we made submission for. And church, it doesn't end there. Because there is more. I want us to put up the scripture, Ephesians 3.20 in the Amplified Classic, right? You know, when God says he's able to do far over and above all that we dare ask or think, you know, infinitely beyond our highest prayers. In essence, what, what God is saying, whatever you can dare to believe for, whatever you can just dare to ask God for, he can and he wants to do more. <laughs> Amen? And so the Lord did more, church. You know, not only did we win all this business, right? But coming out of this, I was nominated, successfully nominated for one of the company's prestigious leadership wow. uh, 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 programs, right? I mean, this is such a, uh, um, so prestigious that we have a, across the c continent of Africa, we have probably about 30,000 people that work for, for work for the company. Um, only 25 people wow. are selected to be on this program. And I was one of 25 Praise people. And here's where it gets awesome. I wasn't nominated by my boss. I wasn't even nominated by my boss's boss to be in this program. I was nominated by my boss's boss's boss. Come on. Come on. And there's the more. There's more. No, there's more. There's uh -huh. more. Right? Coming out of obviously this transaction, we then won. I won the, the, the investment banking deal of the year. Come right? On. Not only did I won this fancy trophy or win this fancy trophy, but also one of the awards that came along with it was an all expenses paid trip to the island of Mauritius. Not just for me, but also for, for, my, for my darling husband here, right? <laughs> and that's the thing, you know, when we dare to believe God, we're not the only ones that are blessed, right? Everyone else around you will benefit. Amen? You're benefiting from this testimony, right? But there was still more church there was still more because he's so able to do more in october 2023 my name was put down for promotion to director 
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And after like a grueling, hectic interview process, assessment process, I found out in December this month, last week, last week that I've been promoted to director. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We serve a God who can make the impossible possible. Amen. You know, we serve a God that can make the improbable probable. Yes. And so I want to challenge you today. I really want to challenge somebody today. What do you have the courage to ask Hallelujah. for? What do you have the courage to dream? What do you have the courage to write down? What do you have the courage to desire? Because if you can just desire it, if you can just ask it, the Lord is saying, ask me, ask me, ask me. He's saying, don't limit God. Don't limit God. If you can just ask, he is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all, all, all. That you dare ask him. Can I just end with one more scripture? Come on. Mark 5, uh, 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 verse 34. And I, I, I'd like it up in the, in the Passion Translation. Hey, when you put the sermon, don't put my name or just put Pastor C. <laughs> <laughs> Mark chapter number. Mark chapter 5, verse 34. I'd like it in the Passion Translation, please. Now, this is this in the Passion Translation, please. Now, this is the story um, of the woman who'd been bleeding for 12 years. Wow. I mean, it was a hectic situation, right? Wow. She'd gone to all these doctors. She'd like done everything naturally possible. Savings. She'd saved all her life savings. She'd done everything that she could to just be healed. But you know what the scripture says before this? She, it says she heard about Jesus. Come on. She heard about Jesus yes. and she heard about Jesus' healing power. And you know what the scripture says? It says she pushes through the crowd. Now, now, this in and of itself was an absolute act of courage. Courage. Because it's going to take us courage right. in 2024. We, God wants us to have courage through. in 2024 to just push through. And, and you know why this was an absolute act of courage? Because according to the Old Testament law, you know, anyone caught with this issue of blood was considered unclean. And if she'd been caught in the crowd with people, she could have been stoned. Yeah. But the scripture says she pushes through the crowd and she touches uh, Jesus' clothes and it says immediately that she was healed. And, and Jesus says something that's so truly profound. And the reason why I put the scripture up is because I, I, I believe the Lord is saying this to someone um, right here. Okay, So please listen to what the Spirit of the Lord wants to say to your specific situation. Okay, And so, and so it, says, it says, then Jesus said to her daughter... Because you what? Let's read the three words together. Because you what? Dare to to believe. believe. Let's read that again. Dare Dare to believe. believe. He said, daughter, because you what? You dare to believe. What did he say? Your faith has healed you. Go with peace in your heart and be free from your suffering. Daughters of God. Sons Sons of God. When you dare. I don't know what you want to ask God for. I know some of you are believing the Lord for children. Hallelujah. Jesus is just saying, dare to believe. Dare to believe. And your faith will bring children into your life. Hallelujah. You know, some of you are believing God for increase in your businesses. The Spirit, Holy Spirit is saying, just dare to believe. 
and your faith will bring increase into your business. Some of you are believing the Lord for marriage. Mm. The Holy Spirit is just saying, dare to believe. Hallelujah. Write it down. Speak it out. Dare to believe. And your faith will bring your husband Thank to you. you. Amen. Amen. So I want us to, to encourage all of us this year. Hallelujah. You know, when we leave, so let this not be just as another service. Let this not just be another teaching. Hallelujah. Let this day today mark the beginning of a brand new day. Let Hallelujah. this day mark the beginning of where we stop limiting God. We take those limits off. We write it down. There is nothing too big that the Lord cannot solve. There is nothing too big that the Lord cannot heal. There is nothing too big that the Lord cannot restore. There is no relationship too broken that the Lord cannot restore it. There is no business too uh, depressed, too down that the Lord cannot elevate. There is no sickness. There is no disease. There is no infirmity. There is no depression. There is no discouragement that the Lord cannot heal. There is nothing that is impossible to God. All things are possible to him who simply believes. Simply believes. Simply believes. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you that we serve the God of the impossible. Yes, Father, we thank you that impossible is where yes. you begin. Father, we thank you that miracles is what you want to yes. do in our lives, yes, is what you want to do in our lives yes, next year, is that what you always want to do in yes, and through us. You, Father, we thank you this morning that you're stirring up desires in our hearts. Hallelujah. You're stirring up desires in our hearts. Those desires are from you, Lord. Yes. And this morning, we dare to come in agreement. We agree with you, Father. Some of us are believing for health. Some of us are believing for healing. We come in agreement with you, Father. And we say, by his stripes, we are healed. Some of us are believing for promotion. Father, we come into agreement with you today. We come into agreement with you today. That promotion doesn't come from man. But promotion comes from you and from you alone. We say promotion is ours today. We dare to believe you for promotion. Some of us are daring to believe you for business growth. Some of us are daring to believe you, and I hear this, the Spirit of the Lord is saying this, for, for, um, how do I say this? Um, I'll, 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 new streams? What new is streams it? When you have income. new streams. New streams of income. New streams of income. Um, new, like new, as in the word new. Things that don't exist. Things that have never been done. Hallelujah. The Lord is opening up doors. Solutions. He's bringing solutions to your heart. Yes, Lord. To problems that have not yet been solved. Come on. And Thank so, you. Father, we come into agreement with you for new. New streams of income. Yes. We come into agreement with you for innovation. Yes, creative ideas yes, a newness into our business yes, a newness into our lives yes. father we come into agreement with you and we say lord that all things are possible yes, to us because we just believe yes, you lord. 
And so, Lord, we thank you. We thank you that you're a good God. We thank you that you've already gone ahead of us in 2024. And you have already made a way where there seems to be no way. You've already made every crooked path straight. Every crooked path straight. Yes, Lord. And we come into agreement with you, Father. Yes, Lord. And we dare to believe. Yes, Lord. Father, we thank you for doing it. Thank you, Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Thank you, Jesus. And we all say amen. And amen and amen and amen. Why don't we give Jesus a big shout of praise? Amen. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening. To find out more about how you can become a partner, visit faithhill.tv today.